When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. It was supposed to be funny when we recorded that, but now Bolton are actually going to be relegated. Yeah, and Norwich are actually going to win the league. What's next? What's the script for a few months' time? Don't worry, because Norwich will go down and Bolton will just be mid-table in a lower league. If they're still a thing. Are Bolton still a thing currently? Uh, Yeah, they are just. Okay. How about Atlanta? Are they? I don't want to talk about soccer. Should we change the podcast? (laughs) NHL show. How much are you looking forward to this? Not very. Ready to get started? Go on, let's do it. Get him! This is the MLS UK Show. Woo! Welcome along. Season 2, Episode 9. Can you hear the smile on my face? (laughs) Oh, loads to chat about as always. Are you looking forward to reviewing the weekend's fixtures? Well, yeah, Atlanta didn't play. Yes! It's probably the best result you've had in a while. Nanny goals 2, Atlanta goals uh, we've got more DPs, our designated phoners, joining us. We'll play the game with the changing name as well. And we'll preview this weekend's fixtures where Atlanta will probably lose again. <laughs> can you appreciate now how difficult it was for me last year? <laughs> like, can you just put, like, it's only been a few weeks and you're already getting a little bit huffy about it. Imagine what it was like for me. This is why you had so many get-ins last year, because it was just slightly, slightly repressing the force that you were putting on. Do you know the worst thing was? I went down uh, my Twitter page the other, week, uh, the other day, sorry, and uh, gets to well, whenever it was, like, winter time or whenever Frank DeBoer was appointed, mm. and I got to the tweet where a, a quote retweeted it and gone, this is great for the league. Oh, what a, big, <laughs> what a big signing this is. He'll do great for Atlanta. Yeah, but it is great for the league. No, it's not. <laughs> It's great it's for not. great for everyone else. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK show. So I don't know. There's so much good news. There's obviously Orlando with their impressive comeback at the weekend. 
we're officially finalists at the Football yeah. Blogging Awards, thanks to everybody's votes. And Atlanta, bottom of the list. Oh, no, that's not a good... I forgot, that's not a good thing. No. It's supposed no. to be neutral. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, well, let's start on a positive note. As Elliot said, we are finalists in the Football Blogging Awards, which... Uh, Get it! <laughs> yes, yeah, I will allow that. Um, no, honestly, though, because we had to we had to get past round one, which was sort of people. It was an open voting mm. thing, and uh, now we're amongst. I think there's ten or twelve other nominated uh, podcasts, blogs, meme accounts, as all sorts. Mm. Uh, so we're up for best international content creator. So if you voted for us uh, in round one, thank you very much. But um, like seriously, thank you because yeah. whatever happens now, we get to go to the Etihad. For a night on the beer, <laughs> yeah. and uh, just sit through an award ceremony, and we'll do, we promise we'll do that thing. If we don't win, we'll do that thing where you you look really look really happy and smiley, yeah. and just uh, <laughs> didn't they didn't they did well, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest, because we yeah. <laughs> we've only been doing this twelve months, so it is like it's really weird uh, the fact that we've been in radio um, what six years both mm. of us and we've never been put forward for an award on that <laughs> not even the awards for the actual these station. people haven't heard our radio shows don't tell them that they're rubbish no, they're, not, they're not rubbish rubbish it's all political but, oh, I've heard yours. um yeah even for the radio station it's like oh well elliot and henry you know thanks for turning up yeah thanks for turning up again um so it's just funny that we literally just mess around doing this and we've been nominated for an award and uh it yeah. sounds so cheesy and so corny but like that's that's because we dreamed up this idea and th- i genuinely thought like well it'll just be a laugh it'll just be something to do and maybe like 20 people will listen how wrong we were and that yeah, is down yeah. to you so like thank you so much because as much as i find it hilarious that we're considered <laughs> on, a, on the same level as a lot of these accounts I also, it's just so heartwarming, so thank you. Yeah, um, so you can vote for us again. Honestly, like, we, we're we just happy to be nominated, but when you get, do get nominated, you might as well push Mate, the like, Go on, go on yeah. then, come on. Uh, so you can vote for us. It's all on our socials. If you head to at uh, MLS UK Show, that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can vote for us on the Football Blogging Awards website, which is footballbloggingawards.co, is it .co.uk, I think? Oh, you started something now. Right, sorry, let's just check. We should really know this. Let's get this right. This is how humble we are. We don't even uh, We don't even know. It is .co.uk. Got it. So it's uh, footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash vote dash now. So that's vote. Is that a hyphen? Yeah, hyphen. Vote hyphen now. Just go to our Twitter account. Yeah, just do it on Twitter. Yeah, it's easy. It's on there. But uh, you can vote on there. Um, it's like a drop down under best international content creator and MLS UK show comes up so you can click on it and vote. Or you can send a single tweet that says, I am voting for at MLS UK show in at the FBAs for hashtag best international content creator. Or if you go to Instagram, it's at football blogging awards. Find the best international content creator image. Go, go on it. Tag at MLS UK show. So, mate, it's too complicated. It is way too complicated, but it is on it's on our socials, so follow us on there. And um, I know a lot of people have voted so far, so thank you very much. We do see it. It's, a, like it's a lot everyone. easier than it seems. I think because yeah. we've just yeah. given you all the options. It's so yeah. easy. Just go on our Twitter, at MLS UK Show. You'll see it. You'll, you'll see it. You'll get yeah, it. Yeah, or our Instagram. Um, but yeah, thanks if you've voted. But if you haven't voted, we would really appreciate it. Because the thing is, he's like, well, yeah, we're doing it for me and Elliot. And and we've never been to an award ceremony where we've actually been both vote, uh, up for something. So uh, that's nice. It's at the Etihad Stadium. So I'll be able to 
sleep in my own bed at night. Um, and uh, we're doing it for MLS as well because it is a growing league and we want to push this in this country. So to be nominated for this award is a big thing. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, the fact that something taking place at the Etihad is even going to remotely mention MLS, let alone if <laughs> yeah. we were to actually win, is is epic. So let's let's do this, squad. I, I believe in you. We can do this. And thank you. Yes. Um, right, I might as well leave then. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, right, off, off you go. Um, I've got a game to play. Do you know what it's called? It's called the name. No, no, <laughs> the game. The game with the changing name, and that's how it got its name. It changed name every week. <laughs> we give you the career path of a player uh, that's played in the UK and over in the states as well. Uh, I've got a good one for you today, actually, because I think it's very much from our era, right? Um, you know, quite a recent figure in MLS. Yep, um, started their career at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, okay. Started in 1995. Uh, actually Ooh. made 165 appearances for Wolves. Right. However, that's not how I know this player. They went on to play for Portsmouth, Sunderland, and Norwich City oh. before moving to Toronto FC. Who could it be? They also played for New York Red Bulls and then most recently managed an MLS side as well. And I'm not going to tell you who, because it's too obvious. Um, I think I know. I think I know. Do you want me to put the mic down? Do you want to have a guess? No. We'll wait till the end of... We normally wait till the end of the podcast okay. anyway, so tweet us. Um, tweet us in a screenshot of where you're up to in the podcast when you, you, you find out who it is. Uh, we'll see if you're right. So they played for Wolverhampton Wanderers, Portsmouth... Sunderland, Norwich City before moving to MLS to play for Toronto FC. New York Red Bulls retired in 2011 and became a coach. They also coached a Western side team. Oh, I think I know it. I think I know it. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Tweet us at MLS UK Show with your guesses. And if you've got any suggestions as well, people send us some great player suggestions. Um, bad example, because this isn't one of them. But <laughs> send them to us at MLS UK Show. Right, it's time, in it? We need to do a roundup of what happened in the last uh, match day weekend in MLS. Atlanta didn't play, so uh, I was all right. I was happy with that. Rain delays, eh? Huh? Rain delays. Oh. When, the, when it's rubbish, in it? Because the fans all go home. Oh, no, wait. No, they didn't go home. They stayed for the victory. <laughs> 4-3. Right, Leo. Yeah, Get let's, in! Let's kick off with Orlando, then. Oh, um, all right, then, if, if you insist. Uh, in particular, uh, Nani was very hyped up. He scored two, but... Get in. He also... Uh, Get in. It was a bit too hyped up. Acosta may have something to say about Nani's antics. I haven't seen this. Have you not seen it, honestly? When he headbutts him. Nah, Savage. Didn't, didn't see it. The fuck? Didn't see it. Okay, I might have seen it. Um, <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, talk about the, we'll talk about the goals in a minute. Should he have been, should he be on the pitch? Should he have been sent off? Um, because Colorado are really not happy about this. They're saying because it's Nanny, he got to stay on the pitch. If it was uh, the other way round, Acosta would have been uh, sent off. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been surprised if he got sent off. Do you? But think... I don't. I don't think there was the full on like malicious intent kind of. Do you think they're biased, though, towards the uh, the bigger name players? I d- genuinely, no. Um, take Nani out of this. I don't, I don't 
I don't think so. I think it used to be a lot worse. Mm. I've been to games where I've seen Giovinco literally just like, you know, like a little shoulder barge and he's like gone to ground and they're like dishing out yellow cards. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that that doesn't tend to happen so much now. Um, it could quite easily have been set off for that. I agree. Do but, you... but look, let's be let, let's also look at this, right? On a, if it was if it is, doesn't matter what player it is, there's a potential that as soon as you move your head towards your opponent, you could mm. get sent off. We we all know that. However, oh wow, it's nice that a decision's actually gone our way for <laughs> once. Like actually, just wow, I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, if you watched the FA Cup last weekend, Kyle Walker did something similar, didn't he? Yeah. And he stayed on the pitch. So um, <laughs> consistency. Yeah. Uh, right. So Nani inspired Orlando to a win. Well done. I'll give you that. I woke up. Uh, I didn't watch it. I woke up in the morning um, and I was like, fair play. They've come from behind. You're starting the season in a similar way to how you started mm. last season. Yeah, and the season before as well when we were scoring a lot of late goals, mm. got the nickname the Cardiac Cats. Uh, what I actually want to focus on on this, um, this segment is it's great that Orlando won, get in, all that stuff, right? But I don't, I don't want to go on about it. What I want to actually focus on, I want to call... I want to call some guys out. Okay. Have you ever listened to the MLS Extra Time podcast? Uh, I have, yeah. They mentioned us once. They did mention us, so thanks for that, guys. However, yeah. I'm about to go in. So, <laughs> Right. Making what, friends. Last year, when we've talked about the whole Rooney thing and how we both agreed that Rooney was going to be an incredible sign-in yeah. uh, in, in MLS, pre-season, before Nanny signed, they were talking about Rooney and all of a sudden, they went from... Last year, oh well, we would, why why do they need Wayne Rooney? He's past it. He's not going to do the business. He's all of a sudden when they were going through who's like key pieces in the league, it was Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney. They've changed their mind. Also, in those previews, Orlando City signed Nanny, right? And this is not just because it's Nanny. That's why I'm giving the Rooney example as well. These are quite clearly, quite blatantly, obviously great signings for the league. Why are people within MLS? Over in the States, supporters, fans, why are people so against these stars going and signing for teams? They said it was a risky move. What's a risk about it? Didn't even, it didn't, we didn't even pay a transfer fee for Nanny. How is it risky? No, it's not, is it, really? It's, when you think about it. The guy, is, the guy is incredible. He hasn't been on top form. He hasn't been amazing until the other night. Yeah. Still not risky because it's a terrible side. We've had this. He's a terrible team. And Nanny immediately strengthens that side. I don't. All of a sudden now, they put on a clip on Twitter the other day saying, "Oh, n- Nanny's on, Nanny's on it. Nanny's the one. Nanny's locked in. Nanny's Nanny's the you know he's the key piece." Well, wait a minute. It was a risky signing a few weeks ago. Well, we'll have to wait and see. The, the, you know, you, you, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because you agreed with me. No, I did agree with you, and I thought that yeah, you send Nanny to Red Bulls, then maybe it's hmm. like. Mm, uh, but yeah, for Orlando, they could have signed me and you, and it'd still be like oh, it could be an improvement. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's good to see that Nanny. And to be Mate, fair, I'm a DP at Orlando. <laughs> to be fair, you look at Nanny and uh, the his attitude towards the game last weekend. I know we've just picked up on it there. Maybe he was a bit too excited, mm. but he's showing passion for it, which he doesn't have to because he's had a good career. Mm. Um, and he, but he's showing passion. He really wants to make an impact. He's the captain. So, yeah, it's, you know, well done to Nanny. And it was a good win for Orlando. Um, so, yeah. So that's all I can say on it, really, is that we will have to wait and see. One one good game doesn't make a season. But 
it was a good game and it's got um, Orlando three points. Elsewhere, New York City, nil. Montreal Impact, nil. For any new listeners to uh, the MLS UK show... Not acceptable. We don't accept nil-nil draws. We didn't come to this league for nil-nil draws. Boo! However, I might give New York City a bit of leeway here. Why? We can say about the pitch... But oh, in comparison, don't get me started on the pitch. In comparison to Montreal Impact, who not only drew 0-0 at the weekend, <laughs> in the midweek action against DC United, they also drew 0-0. And you can look and go, oh, that's two good draws away at DC United New York City. But, and yeah, they conceded seven the week before and they've kind of got that defence back tight again. But we did not come to MLS for 0-0 draws. Boo! So Montreal Impact... And to a lesser extent, New York City. Every time they get mentioned on this podcast, and DC United as well, you've not got away with it. There's a lot of booing. You will get booed every time you get mentioned in this episode. Do you know uh, how many people were surprised that that game the other night, the DC Boo. Montreal Boo. Uh, game was nil-nil? And I just think, how is that a surprise? Because they started without... Uh, Montreal started without a zero, without Piatti, without Aruti, without a Conquo, without Navio. And Wayne Rooney wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Like Rodriguez was left on the bench. It was, it was always going to be nil nil. That they didn't even use Amarikwa off. The, like, like they normally replace Rooney with him. He didn't even get a start. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a good, it, fair, fair play. It was a good draw, but still, no, we're not accepting nil nils. Um, elsewhere at the weekend, we're good because we're gonna. I mean, Minnesota got a great win at New New York Red Bulls, but mm. we're going to be talking to Dave, who's a Minnesota fan, uh, in just a bit. Yep. So I don't want to really go on too much about that, but he was a really good win. LAFC. This great, is the one for me. Great win at DC. Huge result. Boo, DC. Boo. Because I, I think these are the two sides in each conference that so far have been like, yeah, these are, these are the two that are going to be a serious force. But then you just look at LAFC and they just look... Our whole world ahead. They look our whole world ahead. DC didn't look that great in their win against Orlando. Mm. And they looked a lot worse here, back at home, against LAFC. LAFC's roster is just unbelievable. They Surely this is theirs to lose already. I'm throwing that out there. No, I agree. Um, Carlos Vea got player of the month for March, which... <laughs> just scores the same goal over and over again. I know, again. but what a goal. Like, goal of the month for... He's basically just Carlos Vela at the moment, but yeah, you're right. They just they, they're an incredible side. They just they they look good. They're playing well, and you know, yeah, it's theirs to lose. I can't really say anything else. Toronto two uh, two with Chicago Fire. I think that's disappointing for Toronto. It is, yeah. Um, Toronto have had a, a decent start, and I think after last season, they're just finding their feet a bit. So uh, I think they will do a lot better than they did last season, but it wouldn't surprise me if just at the start of the season, you get a few of these sort of disappointing results. Um, Philly, with a much-needed win against FC Dallas. What a game. <laughs> well, end to the game. <laughs> two, yeah, two late goals. Um, I'd, I'm, I've been disappointed with Philly so far, because I think that they had a good... I think they had a decent roster and they made the playoffs last year. I think they had to build on that and it's been a disappointing start. So um, I'm pleased to see that they've uh, that they've kind of got a bit of a shift on. But obviously um, they're still still ninth in the table. Yes. Um, 
we discussed uh, Sapong leaving at the start of the season. You weren't as bothered about it, but, uh, you know, moving to Chicago. Mm. I, I just had a funny feeling this would really upset their rhythm a bit. I mean, they're not of one, but uh, yeah, I think they just they just growing into it a bit. Um, so you know, a good win for Philly, though. FC Dallas, just FC Dallas, aren't they? We're not expecting much before summer for them. Again, getting used to a new way of thinking, a new mm. manager. Yeah, they've been very vocal and said they're they're going to have to make stars instead of sign them. Which you know, kind of like we talk about Philly. You know, they. They kind of decided that they didn't need a, a really big, huge roster. They said, "Oh, you know, we'll be fine with the players we've got." I feel like that's kind of already come back to bite them a little bit. Um, as soon as they've had a few uh, problems in the international break, when yeah. they've had to, um, when they've been without players, but Fafa, Akam, it looks strong. I'm, I'm not worried too much, too worried about Sapong. Uh, Seattle Sounders made it five games unbeaten at the uh, start of the league. Uh, 1-0 at home to RSL. I must admit I expected a lot more goals in that game. Um, Columbus beat New England Revolution 1-0. We're going to be speaking to uh, Mike, a New England Revolution fan, later on in the podcast. Which I'm glad about because I don't even know where to start with them. I I don't even know what's going on. Well, your other job, you've kind of got to look at... uh, You've kind of got to predict the lineups, haven't you, really? Yeah, I mean, New England, I'll be honest with you. Can I just say it straight? Yeah. New England are a pain in the arse. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they're New England fans that also say that. Columbus line up with pretty much the same 11. DC, always the same 11 until the other night because they were forced to make changes. And it's it's fairly easy to predict. And even if there is one or two changes with some of the other teams, it's fine. You can quickly make those adjustments sorted, done. When the team comes out for New England Revolution and you've only picked four of the starting 11... <laughs> You're just like, what is he doing? These players I've never even heard of suddenly lining up. He's leaving players out of the 18. Yeah, we need to talk about New England with their DP. Yeah, well, we actually recorded the conversation with Mike last week and we were a bit worried that a lot of it would be outdated a bit, but... We talk about the changing lineups. Yeah, so but they, and they pretty much kept yeah. this, kept that rotated lineup. So, so it's, yeah. it's fine to air it this week. Um, just to uh, a couple more to mention: FC Cincinnati won, SKC won, and I uh, think that's a really good result for Cincy. Yeah, they, they, I think with the result against Portland and Atlanta, and they beat was it Philadelphia to beat two now? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are kind of I don't know, maybe thinking a bit. It's still expecting, their first yeah, season. expecting too much from them. So to get a one-one against SKC, who uh, they would have been up for this coming off that five-nil defeat in the Champions League. Mm. So I um, think it's a tough place to go. I think you go to FC Cincinnati. You, you, that stadium's incredible. The fans get behind them. It's mm. intimidating, and they're a decent side. They've got so much MLS experience as well in that roster. Yeah, well, uh, we've got some news on the new stadium for FC Cincinnati in five things. So stay tuned for that. San Jose, though. Yes, we need three to talk nil, about this. 3-0 over Timbers. Right, hands up if you had a bet on that. Hands up if you had a fiver on San Jose to beat Portland Timbers. Especially 3-0. If you've got your hands up, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but like the way that they've been playing, and especially the, the LAFC result. I know LAFC are good, we've discussed this, but Portland, Portland are in trouble for me. You yeah. can't go and lose 3-0 to San Jose. I read something in, um, I don't know what the local paper is in Oregon, but um, I, I like... The Timber. <laughs> is that actually it? No. no. Uh, I read that even they're questioning, they're saying, do the Timbers have the players to get out of this 
Because they've been Rock. very relaxed about this DP thing. Yeah. Like, they don't have a, an attacker. They don't have a, a big DP striker anymore. And I, I don't know what they're doing. They seem very relaxed. Mm. Like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll sort it in the summer. Uh, I'd sort it now because you just lost 3-0 to San Jose. <laughs> uh, Almeida got manager of the month, didn't uh, Manager yeah. of the week. Which is, we, we said it's kind of <laughs> like the, uh, the dumb kid at school who's managed to stay within the lines. <laughs> Here's a certificate. Yeah. Well done, you won a game. Uh, um, we're going to make you coach of the week. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's a great win. Great good, result. Good performance, but still, it's like, <laughs> all right, well, let's see what he does next week. Uh, and uh, we're doing it back to front this week because the first fixture of the weekend was uh, Vancouver nil, LA Galaxy 2. Mm. Um, Zlatan scored. They, they, they won 2 now. Let's talk about the penalty. Penenkas! Leave it to the professionals. You must know when you... If, the thing is, Pozuelo does it. Mm-hmm. Then Zlatan does it. Let's be honest, Zlatan's done that to go, wait a minute, mate. Yeah, I'm <laughs> this in charge. Is, yeah, I'm in charge around here. Don't, don't you come in here and start showing off. Now, if you're playing for Vancouver Whitecaps and you get a penalty in the first five minutes, just absolutely smash it into the top corner. Yeah, he didn't know, did he? <laughs> he uh, did a Penenka. <laughs> it sort of dribbled along the floor... Uh, the LA Galaxy keeper just basically sat down and picked it up, and then you the... know the risks is what you I'm do. saying. This is the thing, and then when the camera picks up on him running away, um, you can tell he just like just don't look around because the fans start booing him. He's just like, just get this, uh, get me away. Do you know in the last episode where I compared Sasha Kleschen to a shopping trolley? I do. Um, the Penenka is like a risky fart. <laughs> Do you know, like, the reward is... Do you know when you just really need... You just... You really, you're in trouble. You really need to just let one go. And sometimes you get away with it. And and afterwards, you feel incredible. But when you don't get away with it... Yeah. It looks... You look silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was meant to be one other game, Colorado versus Seattle, but it got uh, postponed because of the weather. Apparently, they're having... Um, they're just having crazy weather in Colorado right now. So all the snow. There's snow in Minnesota as well currently. So ah. all eyes on that game, which could be called off as well. Ah, which brings us nicely on. Thank you, Elliot, to our first DP. So this weekend, Minnesota United. It's their first game at the Allianz Field. The stadium looks incredible. Everyone's so excited. I love a new stadium. I got excited. Mm. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur's Spurs. new stadium looks great. We'll be playing there next year. Norwich will be, no, yeah. Not Orlando, Norwich. No, uh, Bolton off to draw them in a cup competition. Um, if they're still going. <laughs> yeah, if, well, if they're still in it or still going. So uh, we've been trying to get Dave onto the podcast for a long time now. This just, has been going on for ages. Yeah. We've wanted to talk Minnesota for a long time. But it just felt right now. Um, and, so, you know, he had a lot more free time this week. I think it was after beating New York uh, Red Bulls. Um, but we wanted to get him on. He's, uh, you know, ahead of the, the game at the weekend. It's what Minnesota's been looking forward to. Here's what happened when I caught up with Dave earlier this week. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Great, great. Uh, now, we've been trying to get you on the show for quite a while. I feel um, after a, a victory against the New, New York Red Bulls, not a bad time, right? Yeah, yeah. A nice uh, transition going into uh, the home opener. <laughs> uh, you must be so excited. There must be good vibes going around Minnesota right now ahead of that opening game. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh, something I'm constantly seeing, like, honestly, every day, even driving to work, um, you know, and even coming from. Um, you know, there's just people constantly going to and from the stadium all the time. Uh, we keep having a bunch of uh, basically kind of uh, little walkthroughs 
uh, so people can kind of check it out. Um, yeah, so there's definitely some positive vibes going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we saw it here in the UK when uh, with Tottenham Hotspur. They've recently opened a new stadium and they had, uh, I think, a Legends game and a, a youth game played before the actual game. So have you been down yourself and, mm-hmm. and what do you think of a stadium? Um, I haven't had a chance. I've walked outside of it very briefly. Um, but, you know, everything that I've seen and even heard from friends that have gone in um, have absolutely loved it. Um, I can actually step outside my front door and I, I see it. Oh, wow. Day, which is, yeah, uh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are you going to go on Saturday? Yeah, actually. Um, and I know they're doing quite the amount of festivities before it. Um, I think uh, about four hours before uh, gates even open, they're going to have all kinds of uh, activities out on the uh, the lawn, as we're calling it. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess for you, Minnesota fans, uh, I do what, two and a half years into your MLS journey, does this feel like you're finally home and you have that identity now? Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice to finally have like our own place. Um, you know, TCF Bank Stadium was you know a, a great uh, home away from home, if you will, for quite some time. But um, you know, yeah, it's it's nice to finally have a soccer specific uh, stadium. Yeah, I mean, I know we've said on the podcast, re- you know, before, and uh, it's it's very tongue in cheek, but we do kind of mean it when you look at Minnesota from the outside in the TCF Bank, and you see in Minnesota, you know, the, the I know it's for American football, uh, but the you know Minnesota right. written across the goal line, it's it doesn't look too great, did it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you know, like even on those days that you know it was match day, um, you know, we really did make it our own um you know it 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 felt like you know here's the loons ready to come and play the start of a season you've had so far let's talk about that i mean do you really need a home game because you've been doing quite well away from home (laughs) um you know it'll it'll be nice to finally see the boys play to be honest um yeah and it's kind of a surprise to me because i know uh our first two years in the league um you know, even getting three away wins was uh, difficult. So to, you know, have that fresh start already, um, good start, um, that's been amazing. Yeah, and I mean, even looking at the the teams you've beaten, of course, uh, San Jose Earthquakes, we can expect that. But uh, Vancouver yeah. away and then um, New York Red Bulls away, they're, they're tough places to go. Right, right. Yeah, the, the Red Bulls one was... Um, I will honestly say I was holding my breath because I, you know, I know those are two tougher away uh, stadiums and places to play. But even in that loss to Galaxy, I thought we played with a lot more uh, grit um, than I had even seen in the last two years. Oh, now you mentioned Galaxy there. You've got a chance for a revenge in one of the home games you've got coming up. You've got four of your next five at home yep. um is this really a chance for minnesota to uh, sort of staple their place in the playoffs with these home games coming up yeah i i think honestly us having kind of a, a good start um you know and and at least getting a, a good few like wins ties even um i think will be a good like a bit of momentum for us um 
I think that was probably our biggest issue in the last two years is be times of just straight good consistency and, and followed by, you know, a, a huge string of games where it wasn't. So I think just having that momentum um, will definitely help uh, push us into the playoffs finally. Uh, well, the last few years, you said there, it's, it's been really that consistency. And I suppose this season, after winning the first two, you've you've then lost some and won again. What mm-hmm. do you feel the new stadium will help create that consistency, especially with you having games at home, you know, to make it a fortress and make it like DC really have done with their new stadium? Right, right, right. And I, I think that aspect of it, that idea of finally like, okay, we have our our place, our, our place that we can call our home, um, you know, something to actually latch onto and not just feel like it's a, we're in a placeholder um, <laughs> stadium. Yeah. Um, I mean, Minnesota are one of those sides for us in the UK that we keep an eye on. Of course, you're, you're managed by a Brit, by Adrian Heath. Yes. Um, <laughs> when I speak to Elliot, obviously he's Orlando Lynx. Uh, he's um, not as complimentary towards Adrian Heath. What's your thoughts behind him? Um, you know, there's times uh, just, I guess, games watching uh, based off of like the strategy, I guess, that he's implied what i've seen um and other times where i definitely have um the talent that we have this season compared to you know even the last couple um and obviously that was an imperative thing that they knew they were going to have to do um they said they kind of had a three-year plan um so yeah spending in the off season i think is uh (laughs) showed a, a good trend upwards for us (laughs) <laughs> um, so who's your, who's been the best signing for Minnesota? Because in the close season, you've you've signed some experience. Then along with the likes of uh, I don't know, Jan Gregos, who is new to the league. So what's been who's been the key man so far? I mean, the one I think I've probably been the most impressed with, and in a spot that we um, obviously dearly needed, um, regardless of his age, has been um, Osvaldo. He, he really has lived up to his uh, nickname of Honey Badger. Um, <laughs> guy is just relentless. Um, oh, and I, I think he's he's brought a different presence uh, just for that defensive midfielder um, spot that we were kind of missing in the last couple seasons. Yeah, so I guess you needed that bite in in that area because I guess Minnesota, as we've seen in so many games last season, you were great going forward, but at the back you were just lacking that sort of defensive-minded player to keep it tight. Right, right. And one more thing, first game this weekend, New York City FC, are you going to get a win? I believe so, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Score prediction? Um, And... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a 2 dip us. 2-0. Right, okay. Well, we'll yep. Uh, yep. when we do our predictions at the end of the show, I'm going to go with you. Yep. I'm going to go 2-0 Minnesota. I think you'll do it. All right, perfect. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us, Dave. You're one of our DPs for Minnesota, so we'll talk to you later on in the season, hopefully, uh, and hopefully All it can right. be on the back of some... Good results for Minnesota to uh, finally break into the playoffs. Yeah, I hope so. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. 
There we go. That's what happened when I caught up with Dave, who has the uh, probably the deepest voice that we've had amongst our DPs so far. I know it makes me sound ridiculous. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna talk like this. Talk like this. Talk like this. Um, we've got another chat with a DP, Mike, who's a New England Revolutions fan. That's coming up very shortly. Mm. But uh, first, we didn't do a podcast last week, so we've got quite a lot, to, lot to catch up on. Mm. Here's five things you may have missed from MLS this week. Because we were lazy and didn't do a podcast. Forward slash, I lost my voice because I was shouting get in too much. Um, are you okay to do this? It's a bit of a risk, isn't it? It's like the Penenka. Are you... You're not going to follow through by doing this, are you? Well, I don't know. We can't deal with that. It does take a lot of grunting. Right, ready? Go on. <laughs> just, just said that on an actual podcast that's going to be heard by actual real-life people. One... Number one this week, uh, there's rumours that Toronto FC have tried to sign Ian Robin. They've apparently spoken to him. Also, Andy Carroll is another name that's being branded about. Mm. So I think Toronto are kind of in the... They've got uh, they have got a DP. Can they, how many DPs does Toronto have? I think it would be a TAM deal, and then he'd have to, they'd have to sort... A bit like the Zlatan situation last right. year, so they could sign him now, but then they'd have to get the house in order by next year. Yeah, so uh, Toronto are after Ian Robin, which I'm surprised really that there's not a whole host of teams being linked with him because he, like, we think Nanny's going to do well. Ian Robin would, in my opinion, be up there with his last time. He'd rip this league apart on the wing because he still does it for Bayern. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I I think it would be a huge signing. They've Toronto have kind of played this down a lot, but I think it's certain that he's going to be moving to MLS. I think Andy Carroll, I love to see Andy Carroll in MLS. I honestly don't think defenders would know what to do. I I I mean I speak from experience here when uh, Norwich have had you know I, I, I we talk about Norwich and Bolton a lot. This is what we've grown up watching so this is what this is where we have to delve into unfortunately a lot of the time. Yeah. Um Norwich have had players like Peter Crouch. Now when when I watch Peter Crouch play for Norwich, defenders just did, they don't know what to do. They you lump the ball up to him and he'll pluck it out of the sky, he'll control it, he'll hold the ball up and he'll bring somebody else in. And defenders, they're they all drawn to him, which just leaves a load of players free. I think Andy Carroll's very much the same, an absolute force in the air. Um, same with Grant Holt as well. The fact that Grant Holt played in the Premier League, I think he was the second top British scorer behind Wayne Rooney in the Premier League, just because sheer brute force and power, no defenders in the Premier League were used to it. You know, no. I think Andy Carroll just offers something different. Even you bring him off the bench and it's like, right, we're going long ball. We're going route one. Lump it up to Andy Carroll and see what happens. It, it, the guy will tear it up um, and then tear his hamstring. Yeah, so he's not very... And um, Somebody made a point of going, his Zlatan can't last on some of them pitches. I'm sorry, Andy Carroll is never going to do anything. He's not even going to be playing. He's be too injured. Speaking of which, I have a question for you. Go on. How long until we see Daniel Sturridge in MLS? Oh, I'd love to see Daniel Sturridge. I love Daniel Sturridge, just for the celebration. Yeah. Um, well, he went to West Brom, didn't he? He, he kind of suits Liverpool. He went to West Brom last year, didn't do anything. If so. Norwich get promoted, do you you we can get Aunt Daniel Sturridge on loan. Oh, yeah, it's easy. <sighs> I'd love that. You're doing all right. <laughs> you don't need anyone no, at the moment. Uh, right, should we do number... Two. A bit of a sad story, this one. It's hmm. involving FC Cincinnati. So, of course, they're building a new stadium. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're having to move as part of their MLS deal. And it turns out that the, uh, the they're actually going to be evicting some people from houses around the stadium. Oh, to, I was joking to, with the music, but it's actually quite bad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a 99-year-old woman, right? She's called oh, Mary no, Page. It breaks my heart. Uh, and she's been given a 30-day vacate notice. 
So that's a bit sad. So obviously, the, the everyone's trying to work together on this and trying to uh, come to a resolution. So hopefully, they will do. Stick her in one of the hospitality boxes. Just leave her there. What to live there? Yeah, she'd be alright. Okay. Uh, next number three. Sticking with stadiums, Nashville. They will be entering MLS very soon, and they've been talking about their new stadium. It's set to be uh, completed in for the 2022 season, and. It's going to be the biggest soccer-specific stadium. It does look good, this. Just point out, soccer-specific, so Atlanta's doesn't count, but it will be uh, the biggest soccer-specific <laughs> stadium <laughs> in MLS. Which, so it does look really good. Um, we posted a picture of the new Cincinnati one on our um, our socials the other day, mm. and uh, it, like loads of people saying how good it, it looks. I, I love I love the designs of new stadiums. You know when they just they, uh, everyone's got flags and it's, yeah, it's yeah. everyone. You know you've got loads of stuff going on. I mean so, in reality when they're built, it looks nothing like it. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, this is going to be a really big uh, addition to MLS, and obviously Nashville. We're all excited for them to join because I mean the place is. I've, what I've heard is an incredible place. Mm. So to have an MLS team uh, will be uh, will be fantastic. Four, number four, introducing Sammy the Sounder. Seattle have got a new mascot. It's uh, Sammy the Sounder. Uh, Sammy is a young whale. That's what he is. Uh, have you seen a picture of Sammy the Sounder? I have actually. Yeah, we put again. We put on our socials this uh, this week on Instagram. We did out some of our favourite mascots. Uh, we put I think ten on. Oh, the only re- the responses we got were LA Galaxy fans going, "Oh, you should have a Cosmo first. <laughs> and secondly, was where's Sammy the Sounder? But we've yeah. not seen him in action yet, so we right. can't put him on. He's not there. made his debut yet. <laughs> so some facts about Sammy: He's six foot tall. He would be a goalkeeper. Uh, his favourite hobby is surfing and soccer, and uh, his least favourite animal, Timber Joey. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Um, and for last but certainly not least... Five. Five. Another MLS player could be on his way to the Premier League. Go uh, on. It's Mr Acosta from DC. Uh, Manchester United have been watching him. Of course, there's lots of good vibes around uh, Lucio Acosta at the moment. And he has been one of the stars apart from Wayne Rooney in DC. You know, I think Rooney's really helped him. So the link with Rooney and Manchester United is there. Apparently, Man United have been watching him. They did watch him uh, in their 4-0 defeat to LAFC, though. <laughs> so I'm sure he'd hope that they'd come back and watch him again. But we could be having another MLS player coming to the Premier League. Of course, Almiron um, started it. DC just don't play without him at the end of the day. Like, mm. like there's <clears throat> The last game he didn't start was against Bethlehem Steel in a friendly in February. Other than that, going right back through last season, ever-present for DC, it would be a massive loss. It would be a massive loss. It would, but for us uh, here in England... Yeah, great for us. Come over here. Yeah, it'd be great to, to see another MLS player come over to, to the UK. Uh, so there's your five things you may have missed from MLS this week. That's also the first week that I've managed to count one to five and get it correct. Yes. Smashed it. Uh, right, didn't follow through either. <laughs> we Oh. Uh, we're going to be revealing the uh, uh, the player of the game with a changing name. Well done. Very soon. But first, we need to talk to Mike. He is part of New England Revolution UK, any Revs UK on Twitter. Uh, we both had a chat with him last week now, and we were worried that this wouldn't make much sense. But with the changes to the lineup mm. and everything, it actually does. Yeah, I wanted to chat with him because he New England made so many changes because they'd had such a terrible start to the season. Uh, and so I quizzed him a lot on the changes. And actually... Uh, this week, they, they pretty much kept that same 
same 11. So uh, here we are chatting to Mike from Any Revs UK. Mike, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. Interested. Interested in the Revs, certainly. Yes, it's, uh, well, it, 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 it's better now. It wasn't as, as good as it was uh, obviously last week, but we're slowly getting there, hopefully. Talk me through, uh, talk me through the Minnesota game, because that lineup. What? No one predicted that, surely. No, I think I think obviously. So there was um, Brad came out during the week in the lead up to the Minnesota game and said that obviously they'd had a meeting behind closed doors, which was um, a bit of a weird thing to say because surely all meetings are behind closed doors. But um, yeah, he, he basically said that he was addressing a lot of issues that happened in the in Cincinnati game because it wasn't what they were working on in in training and uh, yeah I, I think it caught a lot of me included a lot of res fans out as a wholesale changes and um, it, it seemed to work though I mean the, the formation was was something that we, we all kind of liked because we, we played the, a very similar um, style in the Toronto game which you know was a game where we performed slightly better than the, the other three but in 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 the uh, Cincinnati game we were quite surprised to see that we didn't play the same formation really so it was nice to see us revert back to that and it was um yeah nice to see him try different players because i think that was one thing that he was maybe a little bit lacking last season and he kind of just kept putting the same 11 out um time after time and, and it, obviously towards the back end of the season and we kept getting the same results which was which was losses so it was good to see the fact that he actually took some accountability and did something about it this time yeah fair play for for obviously making the changes which were required but i i only predicted five correct out of the starting 11 i didn't expect uh brad knighton to be dropped i had you know i didn't expect cody cropper to to come in um obviously farrell started um you've got caicedo on the bench uh scott coldwell came in zahibo was dropped uh Dijon jones uh played left mid panila was dropped completely how much of that was justified do you think so I think the the, the Brad Knighton one. So I, I actually said into the, uh, the the on the um, on, on another podcast about the fact that I thought that as much as Brad Knighton probably hasn't actually done anything to lose the shirt, Brad gave him it was his shirt to lose at the start of the season. At the same time, I don't know if he's done enough to actually keep it as well. So it was I kind of I did have an inkling that he might have. I didn't think it would be Cody for some reason. I did think it would probably be Matt Turner, which it makes sense being Cody because he was number two on the bench. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't really. I didn't know how true it would be. Like there was rumblings going on in the whole revolution camp that we thought that there's going to be a change in goal and it, it did come to fruition. So I think um, that that one was, again, I'm not, I'm not too sure because I do feel it's slightly harsh on, on Brad Knight. Cause as I said, I don't think he's, he's re- at fault for any of the goals really that he's, um, the Revs have conceded so far. Uh, Annie Barbar came in as well for, for Tony Delamaya. I think that was a great call. I think um, a lot of us fans agree with that one as well. As much as we love Tony as a, as a human being, uh, at the moment his performances on the pitch haven't probably been where they need to be. So it's good that Annie Barbar came in. I probably would have actually dropped Mantian, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, over, over um, Delamaya. But with him being captain, I think it was, it was uh, quite hard for Brad to make that call. Um, but yeah, Dewan Jones getting a start, obviously his first um, start of the, the season. And uh, I think he he had a rough first half. I think he definitely got into the game in the second half and started. He, you could see his confidence was growing. Um, I was very shocked that Casado didn't start. I think that was the biggest one for me, Lewis Casado. Because I don't think he's. I know his fitness wasn't fully there, but I was. I think he didn't play, have a bad game. To cover, and I think he was best of a bad bunch against Cincinnati. So I was quite surprised to see him dropped. Um, 
and again, uh, Diego, for, for I suppose you'd say Brandon Bay really, or, or, or Dwan Jones. I, I don't think he had a terrible game, but I mean Brandon Bay and Dwan Jones, I think actually, you know, did themselves proud and had, had both really good performances on the on the wings. So the thing that Revs are lacking at the moment is a is a striker. I mean, I think we've scored five goals and three of them um, have come from Carlos Hill. So and then the other two are from defenders. So it's uh, we need a striker. Yeah, I'm surprised at the lack of involvement from Caicedo. This is third third start on the bench, and also just going back to the keeper, like Matt Turner was starting games back in August and has just found maybe a few uh, few spots on the bench towards the end of the season, and now finds himself sort of third in contention for that shirt. Uh, Mike, what do you think the players' relationship with Brad Friedel is at the moment? Obviously, he, he had a lot of harsh words to say at half time in the Cincy game, um, which I'm sure they, I'm sure they heard as they were walking off the pitch. So, I mean, you can't argue with the Minnesota game. Have they reacted well to that? Or do you, or is is he the right man to take them forward? Oh, that <laughs> that is a, a big old topic of debate in the uh, the revolution fandom. So we've, um, I mean, there's he got he got a response, which was exactly what we needed. So, and he he has always said from the start, it is never a, a personal attack. It is just you know that they need to have the right people in on the, on the right position on the right day. It, it's it's never a personal thing about that he doesn't like any of the players as as a person. It is just that he needs to name the eleven on the day that he thinks will get the job done. So. Um, there's parts of me that think that he, he may have been brought into this job too early. I think he could have done with a season uh, somewhere, somewhere else, maybe in a, in a lower league in, in you know in Europe somewhere, maybe before he came to. So I know it's it's you know it's not like the, the, the Premier League, but I would say that you know the Revolution probably, if I'm going to be perfect, is maybe a League One t- team, maybe bottom tier Championship team of if. if if my heart says anything about it. But um, yeah, I do think it's maybe a little bit too much too early for him to be as impactful as he could have been. Um, from what we've seen from the Cincinnati to the Minnesota game, though, that's exactly the kind of thing that we did need, though. We needed him to, we needed him to do something, basically, not just sit there and name the same 11 again and just hope that the, the, the result was different. So that was a positive. I think, I think it may have ticked a little more people into the box of... He could be the right person for the job, but at the moment it's it's still divided. In my my opinion, I'd like to obviously see us definitely give him some more time, um, but he does need to start really putting in some. It's not even about the results sometimes for me. I mean, I know New England aren't going to go a full season unbeaten. Obviously, no team's going to do that, but it's just the performance sometimes. I just want to see if we lose. I just want to see the fact that we were just beaten by a, a team that were better than us on the that have got more quality players rather than. We go out with a whimper because that's the Cincinnati game was an embarrassment. If I'm perfectly honest, it was we just didn't look up for it. No team, no none of the players really were giving it their all, and it was, it was just disheartening as a, as a fan. When it, when you look at the rest of the season, Mike, what what's a realistic target? Because is it already? Are you already thinking? Well, we're not going to make the playoffs. Is it? Has it been disappointing? Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite hard. I mean, I still think we. Um, Again, it's it's hard when you're a fan because you don't want to ever throw your, your team away. But I th- still think we can, we can sneak in. But um, yeah, it, it's obviously a dreadful start. I don't think we could have asked for much worse. The Toronto game, I thought maybe we could have kicked on from there because the to be fair, to be honest, the Dallas game wasn't 
we didn't play great, but we managed to grind out a result, which which was a little bit of a positive takeaway. We didn't play well at all, but we managed to still get a point from it. So it was okay. And then obviously we went to Columbus and that one again, it was it was too we got caught on the break twice and we didn't really deserve anything from the match. So again it was it was how can we kick on there? And then the Toronto game happened and I thought, okay, there's a little bit more about us there. We were giving it a little bit more, we were creating more chances. It was just more of the first half, I think, let us down in, in, in that one more than anything. Um, and then the Cincinnati game happened, and yeah, that was it. Was quite hard to to look past that one. To be very honest, I thought if we can't beat you know Cincinnati, then this season's going to be a really long old season, and we're not going to get much on the board. Uh, but the performance against Minnesota has given a lot of a lot of us faith now that potentially we could sneak into the the, the playoffs. But yeah, it, it really the next. I really think the next three games for us, I think, will be a, a telltale sign of where we'll end end of the season yeah I mean those games you're looking at the home games coming up you've got Atlanta New York Red Bulls and Montreal three home games yeah. in a row each of those sides are, have not are not exactly playing that well at the moment so if you had to guess how many points do you think the revolution would pick up from them three games mm, I'd, I'd say four if we're if, I, if it, that's that's the heart answer, which is always a bit more biased than the head answer, would be four. If I was going with my head, then I'd probably say we'd be looking to get three. Um, and another home match that's on the horizon in May, the Revolution are playing Chelsea at the Gillette Stadium. As a, obviously as, as um, someone from the UK, are you looking at that match with excitement because it's like your team are playing Chelsea or are you dreading it because you think, oh, my team could be exposed here against Chelsea? Yeah, obviously there is there is part of me that thinks that second part, but uh, at the same time I am also looking at the the fixture list up until that point, and I don't think that Chelsea will name a a well they won't play their full strength eleven for the whole match. There's, there's no there's no doubt about that that because they've got um, I think it's the Europa League potentially Europa League uh, final. I think after that, haven't they? So I think it's I don't think they'll name a a full strength eleven depending on obviously how their results go. Uh, in in that, but it, uh, yeah, it could it could be it could be a bad day at the office for for Revolution fans. I know I know that a lot of Revolution fans are just excited for the fact that a big team is coming to to Gillette Stadium, and it's going to be nice to see um, some good football played at Gillette Stadium as well. Uh, I'm actually very surprised it happened because of there's the whole thing where a lot of players don't like obviously playing on the the fake turf at Gillette Stadium. So I'm, I'm, it's yeah, it will be quite interesting to see the Chelsea lineup because. I know that a lot of players have come over from Europe and, and you know, the likes of of uh, Thierry Henry and stuff and, and other players from, from the Premiership and just they don't like playing at Gillette Stadium. So um, they generally don't. And I don't think Zlatan played last last season either when when Galaxy came to to Gillette Stadium. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see what will happen. Um, but, yeah, obviously I am praying that we don't just get absolutely slaughtered. We're obviously, uh, you know, on the case uh, trying to promote MLS here in the UK. Uh, any team taking on Chelsea is, is obviously great, but, uh, you know, no offence, and I, I would include a lot of teams in this same bracket. I don't think New England are, are the sort of team that's suddenly going to surprise everyone from the UK and, and put on an incredible uh, football masterclass. But... It's difficult to say who you would like to represent MLS against a side like Chelsea. I mean, looking at the looking at the league, you say you couldn't have had a worse start. You're above New York City, you're above Atlanta, you're above Vancouver, Portland. 
you know, it's not been too bad. And there's only one side that I think has been completely 100% brilliant, and that's LAFC. Because even DC started well, but haven't looked as incredible as LA, have they? No, no, it's true. Yeah, no, LA, LA uh, FC have had a, a really, really good start to the season. Um, I think, yeah, it's, obviously you would have probably said off the back of last season that Atlanta would have would have given them a, a decent game. You know, it probably wouldn't have been close, close, but they would have, you know, give a good account of the MLS. Um, I'd love to see him have a go looking, now. <laughs> well, yeah, I think obviously, I, I think it's uh, would be a well. I honestly don't know what's happening over there at the moment. It's I don't get how they could go. I know I know they've had a bit of you know a few players have have come and gone, but I don't I, I don't get how it's so drastically changed in the in the matter of an off season. It it just seems to it's it's baffling to me. I mean, we weren't good last season and we're not great this season, so it's not not as much of a shock. But when you you're champions and and now you're you know, what is it? I think they've only won. Uh, I think on they're two points, aren't they? I think for the moment, I think they've yep. drew two. So it's yeah, it's uh, not the best start for them. But yeah, I mean, D- DC have been good. I think Seattle have been good as well, um, and Columbus. To be very honest, I think they've all all started okay. But yeah, I think I think at the moment you would probably say LFC are probably the team that are, are are playing really good football as well as as getting the results done as well. Before you go, Mike, two questions for you. Um, first of all. Who from the New England Revs gets a place in the All-Star team? And secondly, give me a position. Where are you going to finish? Okay, so at the moment for me, I mean, there is only one player we could possibly even name, which is Carlos Hill. He's He's been a breath of fresh air and it just kind of goes to show the level of players that we've got at the moment are a step down from where we almost need to be. Some of them are, I've got potential because they're young and stuff, but he is a step above of, of pretty much what we've got on the, on the roster at the moment. In terms of position-wise for the end of the season, I am going to be bold. I'm going to say that the revolution... Is this just in the in the overall or just in the um, in the in the East? Uh, either. Where, where do you think you'll finish in the East first? So in the East, I think we will scrape in on the last game of the season into seventh. Okay. We'll, we'll just we'll just scrape in there and I think it possibly could even be down to goal difference. So you fancy a playoff uh, spot? I do I do, yeah. I just I just I, again that's a, it's more of a heart decision than anything else. But yeah, I, I, I said it right at the start of the season that I think we'll scrape scrape in there by the skin of our teeth. But, that is um, that's bold. I'll give you that, that It's bold. massively bold, yeah. Oh, you know, considering how we've started as well. But I've just got a feeling that we've got this second DP signing which is is uh, coming in June that hopefully if, it's, if it is as good as Brad keeps saying it which doesn't always happen that hopefully it could be a, a thing that we need at that time of the season it could kick us on to, to getting us that um, that seventh spot but yeah overall I mean I think you've got to be looking I mean I don't know how that would work out transit into the into overall but you know we are hopefully mid-table overall but yeah I'd I know I'm probably going to come back to help me, but I think, I hope, we'll fin- I'll probably say more hope we'll finish seventh than I think. Well, last game of the season, uh, Mike, you've got Atlanta away, so you probably are going to win that one, actually. <laughs> well, well, off the back of that, I, I, don't, I don't know if Frank DeBoer will be round by then, though, to be fair. I'm going to be fair to honest, but That's very hope true. Is. The MLS UK Show. There we go. There's our chat with Mike from Any Revs UK. If uh, if you're a New England Revolution fan here in the UK, you want to get on board with what they're doing, they do a podcast as well mm. uh, at Any Revs UK on Twitter. The last time I spoke to Mike was when uh, LAFC came in for Lean Win, 
and that feels like years ago. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Um, so much has changed since then. Uh, right, we're going to be revealing the uh, player for the game with the changing name very soon. But first of all, we've got some predictions to do for this weekend. And last time we did a podcast, yeah, I've pulled it back. It's two two, and it was the DC result that got me uh, <sighs> so got annoying. me to win. Uh, we do five points for a correct outcome and ten points for a correct score. So, Elliot, the first game is on Saturday morning here in the UK, so Friday night in the US uh, and Canada. It's Chicago Fire versus Vancouver Whitecaps. I've, uh, in our Orlando City UK uh, chat group, Mm -hmm. we've started to do predictions, and they've decided that the rules should be the same as we do, so we've started something. Uh, So shout out to those guys, and they've got me involved in it, so I have already submitted my my predictions. So, okay, so you'll be quite quick at this. So, uh, Chicago v Vancouver... Two all. Ah, I think I can't see Vancouver winning. I think it'd be two one to Chicago. Montreal versus Columbus. Yeah, this is on Saturday night at six o'clock. This is a tough one because I, I I do think there'll be goals. I hope there is for Montreal. Can we just say boo boo? Um, but I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going to go one one. Montreal could still be without. Piatti, so I'm going to go for a 3-1 Columbus win. Oh, uh, Houston versus San Jose Earthquakes. Can, can San Jose... <laughs> the resurgence. Can, uh, ...win again? Uh, my answer to that is no. I think Houston will win. I think it will be... I think it will be 3-1. I've gone 2-0 Houston. Uh, Seattle versus Toronto. This is an interesting game. High-scoring game. Hmm. 4-2 to Toronto. Really? Yeah. I think Seattle will keep up their unbeaten run. I think they'll win 3-1. Okay. I've gone for uh, Minnesota to win at home. Yes. Against NYC. I've gone for a 2-1. Ah, right. Well, as I said in the uh, chat with Dave, I'm going 2-0 Minnesota. I'll let him do mine for me. (laughs) Um, Atlanta on the road against New England Revolution. Ah, We'll win. Come on. It's getting silly now. 3-0 Atlanta. I've also gone for Atlanta to score three. I'm going to go 3-1. Because Guzan's still a bit rubbish. FC Dallas versus Portland Timbers. Portland really need to get a win in this, don't they? Yeah, I can't see it, though. I'm going yeah. one all. I'm going 3-2 three, three, to FC Dallas. Are you? Yes. Big. Um, this this game hopefully will be on. Of course, the weather in Colorado is yeah. a bit uh, mad, shall we say. What are you going to say if it's on? What have you gone for? 2-1 DC. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two two. I think it'll be a draw. I've gone for two two with RSL Orlando. Have you? Yeah. Uh, RSL are at home. They're good at home. I'm gonna go three two. Thanks. <laughs> LA Galaxy two, Philadelphia nil. Three nil. Zlatan score two. Wow. Uh, LAFC more goals coming their way. I'm gone for three nil against Cincinnati, oh, and I feel I feel bad. Yeah. I just I just think LAFC if they can beat DC, then. Like it's nothing against Cincinnati. I just, I feel sorry for people in the UK first of all because this is a great game and it's on at half three in the morning here on a Sunday morning. Yeah, you don't need to remind me. I've had to oh. book it in for work. Oh no, I think this is another Seattle Cincinnati situation. I think it'd be four nil to LAFC. Okay, finally SKC versus Red Bulls. Both um, big teams last year. I think I think SKC have got the got the up there. I'm going two one. I 
Yeah, let's let's just call that SKC are out of the Champions League. I don't yeah. think they're going to turn around a 5-0 win. Hopefully for them, they can get a win. We're recording this on the day that they're playing, so we don't know the score. Um, but I think they will come back strong, and I think they'll win this. I think they'll win this 3-2. There we go. That's it for episode nine. There's only one more thing to do. Do you know who it is? Who's the who's the player in the game with the changing name? They started their career at Wolverhampton in 1995. They played for Portsmouth. They played for Sunderland. Played for Norwich City, and then moved to MLS to play for Toronto FC, New York Red Bulls, and they recently coached a Western Conference side. Who is it? I forgot his name. <laughs> Brilliant. Did he manage Vancouver Whitecaps? Yeah. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> Carl? Yeah. Carl, what's his name, Carl? You realise that everyone, everyone, whether they're listening on the bus, whether they're walking, whether they're in their car, they're going, it's Carl! You not you can't cheat. Stop Googling it. I've forgotten. I've genuinely forgotten his name. You can't I, Google it. That's cheating. We tell people not to Google. Well, I'm Googling it. Carl Robinson. There oh. we go. Everyone going, Robinson! I it's can't Robinson! Be, I, can't be, I saw his face. I saw his face and I was like, I know. When he mentioned it before, I was like, I know who it is. I forgot his... I can't believe I forgot his name. Very pretty eyes. He has, hasn't he? Very handsome man. Anyway, this has got weird. Shall we uh, go? Yeah, let's go. Before we go, um, please vote for us in the FBAs, the Football Blogging Awards. Head to our Twitter page at MLS UK Show, Instagram as well. We'll tell you how you can do so. You can vote three times for us in different ways, so that would be much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much if you've already voted. It's just, like I say, it's hilarious. It's just so funny that we've been nominated for this. Yeah. Bring it on. Uh, we could be bringing, uh, bringing some silverware home from the Etihad. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> As a Bolton fan, any silverware, just some knives and forks would be nice <laughs> at the moment because the, the club is skint. And on that note... See you later. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.